Welcome back to the Brand Matters Podcast. This is Josh Ong, your host, and let's jump into episode four, Fans Take Center Stage. So I mentioned last week that I was headed to the New York Media Festival and the Digital Music Forum this week to participate in the Fans Take Center Stage panel. So I wanted to talk through some of the thoughts we had as a panel and share that more widely through the podcast. The premise of the panel is that social media platforms have become massively successful by putting their users in the spotlight. And while music has always been an element of the content created, now platforms have emerged that provide music as a main, if not sole, category. So how can music companies work with creators and platforms authentically, and what can be gained? Thanks to digital entertainment consultant Karen Allen for moderating the panel and uh, putting a lot of the content together. First up, we had some really great thoughts from Kevin Carson, who's a VP of Global Artist and Industry Relations at Smule. And you may know Smule from its Sing Karaoke app, which is one of its biggest ones. And they've had some great apps in the past. I don't know if you ever played with the IMT Pain uh, auto-tuning app, but that was that was a lot of fun. But going back to Sing, it's it's really amazing the the global platform they've built for karaoke, which is something that has historically been so much fun in in person, but online, I think a lot of different services have tried. There's there's apps in the past that have tried to make karaoke work, and Sing's really one of the few that has done it well and, and had it catch on. Kevin shared this really interesting video of a musical duet between Ed Sheeran and a fan. What Smeal does is they bring an artist to record parts of their songs, and then they make that available on the Sing app for fans to sing a duet and engage with the star in a recorded video. What's great about the format is rather than doing studio lighting and really fancy production for the talent side, they make it quite intimate. So, you know, there's videos of Ed and it's no studio lighting. It looks like a FaceTime video, to be honest, with including some mistakes or different interactions between either side. And it's pretty low-key. Ed was wearing a, a baseball cap and a hoodie in, in one of his song recordings. And and it's really just meant to be very personal. And even though fans know that when they're recording this, you know, some of the interactions, like if the, the artist says, hey, you're doing a good job, it's pre-recorded. So those aren't real compliments. But the kind of experience that it gives fans is really quite amazing. And this is something I want us to think about as we move into this fan-driven era for for marketing, especially on social media, is, is helping our users and our fans achieve the kind of intimacy and accessibility that makes these special experiences that they want to share with all their friends. And that gives it more momentum. And it's such a win for the artist because they've made this really loyal fan. And, and it's a win for the fan, of course, because they have this really great content to be able to share and, and it, it gives them this delight for interacting with the artist. Also on the panel, we had Chad Markham, who's the CEO of Video Bomb, And Video Bomb is this new app that, I mean, does what it sounds. It lets you bomb yourself into certain videos. And it's a one-button recording app that has music and movie licenses that lets you re-edit the content to put yourself into a scene. So one instance is, you know, if you could put yourself into an anchorman scene and do a back and forth there or or the video bomb team went in nashville and took a justin timberlake song and 
you know, inserted different fans into it. And that's really fun. I think previously people did these kind of cuts, but it took a lot of editing know-how. And so bringing it to the phone, bringing it to one button and letting you preview, you can see a dual screen. It'll show you the, the music video, your, your splicing, and it'll show you your camera footage and you can just drop in your, your cuts. One, one funny video is a, during the solar eclipse, a user spliced the total eclipse of the heart with a, a just a funny video of him singing the line, the turnaround line in between the, the original music video. So Video Bomb has only been on the App Store for a couple months, but it's really exciting. I think there's a lot of potential there for fans to be able to interact more with their content that they love and you know engage with artists and actors that um, that they find inspiring or play out creative ideas that they have using existing content. So I, I know that that the licensing side was not an easy decision for a, a big label or a big studio because there's so many legal issues and so many issues of monetization and all that. For Video Bomb, you can use the first part of a, a track, and then if you want access to the whole song, you can, you can purchase the content in order to be able to edit it all. But I, I think we're moving into an, an, an age where content owners and and license owners are becoming more flexible with realizing that fans want to get their hands on content and they want to mash it up and mix it up and they want to share it and cover it and engage with it. And really the fans want to participate as helping promote the artists. And so if the industry stands in the way, they're really hurting themselves. They're hurting the artists and they're hurting even the, you know, the corporations because this is money and interest, attention and engagement that fans want to give and share. Kudos to Video Bomb and also Smule with their Sing app on making some progress. On the Live Me side, we had one of our broadcasters, Justina Valentine, share, share a bit about how she interacts with her fans on Live Me, and it's great just hearing from her. You may have seen her on Nick Cannon's Wild and Out show. She's got a new MTV show coming out that um, she'll be excited to share in a month or two, and she's consistently one of the top Live Me broadcasters. She's a rapper, singer, and songwriter, and you might know her single Candyland with Fetty Wap. And and I was just really impressed with the amazing hustle that that she has. She she's doing a ton of different projects and just really puts puts her heart into in all of them and and is there for her fans on Live Me, but also keeps putting out music, doing her freestyles and I'm just inspired. Makes me wonder what I do with my time and you know how I can be more uh, productive, get more get more hustle. But I'd like I'd like to let Justina share in some of her own words why Live Me has been a great opportunity for her to engage with fans. So this is some audio from the panel the other day.
When I think about how fans have been perceived in the past, there was an era when digital music first came out that music companies viewed fans in an adversarial relationship. They were afraid of piracy. They were afraid of them getting to the artists. And there was this this gap, this distance that was imposed from fans with the content and the creators. And then there's, you know, in a capitalistic society, it's easy to view the fan and artist relationship as transactional. You know, fans are revenue generating units and you want to make more of them in order to make more money. But I think when we when we look at this new world we're in, music companies and platforms need to view fans as, as creative partners. Whether they're singing their songs on Instagram uh, on their own, whether they're on Musical.ly making you know fun videos or video bomb or sing or live me, these are all opportunities for fans to participate in the marketing and promotion and branding of an artist and a, a talent and entertainer. And so I, I hope that we, similar to what Justina has done, is embrace working with fans and, and opening up behind the scenes a little bit so that they can see into the lives of their favorite creators and not just the produced content. That's something that the influencer category has done really well with YouTubers, uh, you know, formerly Viators, Instagrammers, is doing their best to create this whole personality and give their fans opportunities to see them. You have VidCon or Playlist where they have chances to meet them and, and behind the scenes experiences. These are all really great opportunities for creators to inspire their fans and involve them in spreading the word about their work and their talents together. At LiveMe, some of the things that make the app different are one, we believe that anyone can be a broadcaster and anyone can start earning money from gifts from their fans and their viewers. And so we don't want to put up this barrier between the influencers and the influence knots. And everyone's talent is different, but it deserves to be shared and to find an audience. And the other side of LiveMe is we wanted to create a direct relationship between fans and the creators and the broadcasters so that there would be an immediate way to to get that feedback and so the way we did that was with virtual gifts and it's been incredible to see how how fans and supporters really have taken to enjoying sending gifts and using that to communicate how they're experiencing the broadcast so as justina said fans are incentivized when creators put on a show for them those incentives come back to creators and, and give them what they need to, to keep making more great stuff. So it's, it's been a fun ride over the past year and a half. This new approach to celebrities, you could call the AMA generation, or Ask Me Anything, as you know on, on Reddit, where fans are curious. They want to see the lives of their favorite stars. They don't just want to see the music video, but they want to see them on set, and they want to see them you know, after the music video, I want to see what they wore on an, on every day where they went to the gym, you know, hanging out with their cat, hanging out at home. So that's where Instagram stories or Snapchat or live me. These are, these are all services that are, that are opening these peaks into uh, the lives of our favorite creators. And it's really about accessibility. You know, Justina said on the panel that not every artist is going to want to to open their lives in that way, and and certainly for artists that already have made it, um, you know they can 
choose to keep their privacy as much as possible. But I think for a lot of up and coming creators in this world, they recognize that part of being in this social media space and part of having a, a fan base is offering some access to your fans. You know, certainly we need to keep a little bit of distance for safety, but I think the way that we can connect as audiences with fans today is is so amazing because it's it's so much closer than what it was a few years ago. And you know, as Justina said when she was growing up, if she had been able to, you know, chat with some of her favorite stars on an app like Live Me and, and Send Gifts and, and just get that instant feedback, it would have it would have blown her mind back when uh, you know she was listening to her inspirations. So I'm looking forward to seeing you know a new generation of kids come up, see what they create as they go from fans to their own creators. I went to the Chance the Rapper concert yesterday, and it's interesting because you know Chance is pretty young, and and he talks regularly about his inspirations, and these are inspirations that that come from our generation. One of his opening acts, DJ Oreo showed how to build that fan engagement by taking song requests over Twitter. So he customized his DJ set using requests sent over social media and adopting those songs. And some of the songs were very different in style. Not all of them were hip hop. Some of them were pop or, you know, classic rock and stuff. But it was a, it was a really great set. And he in introduced his own creativity into it. And he made some choices about when to stop and how to transition and how to, how to juxtapose the songs. And that, that did a really good job of just bringing this energy, using fans to get engaged, people getting excited, like, is he going to play my song? You know, getting them on social media, connecting with his brand. And that was a good way to lead into Chance the Rapper. The other thing about Chance is, you know, he's known for his baseball cap with the number three. And that's just an incredible piece of branding. It doesn't even say Chance, but, you know, people know that this is his brand and, and you know, everybody's wearing the hats. And when you're out there wearing that hat, outside of the concert, you know, out on the street, you're representing as a fan, communicating your excitement for Chance, and you're helping him to get the word out. So, you know, throughout the concert, he was interacting with fans, especially in the front row, and knowing you see all those, everyone in the front rows holding up their phones, he knows this is going to get on social media, and he has a chance to engage with um, some of these fans directly and he even you know came down off the stage uh, for a for a chorus to to get even closer and he can't connect with every fan at that concert but he can make these moments of unique connection that when shared online become really powerful tools for uh, helping a creator to reach even more fans and collaborating with those fans in creating these new types of content that go even further. The other thing Chance did was a couple days ago, he premiered this song on The Late Show with Stephen Colbert called First World Problems, and it's going to be on his uh, new album. And he debuts it on live television, but then, you know, he has these two concerts in New York, and he just very authentically plays this new song for the crowd. And the crowd already knows the songs. The video made the rounds on social media as they were getting excited to get ready for the show. And so fans now have this special connection with this new song and then they're encouraged to share that and hashtag it and promote it and that's just even more buzz that's building for chance as he prepares his new album and that's even more reach and more loyalty built into his fans 
I realize that not all my listeners here are in the entertainment industry, but social media is still applies a- across the board. We have the same principles of um, customer and user engagement, of accessibility. I think for for your executives, as you think about building personal brands, being authentic and being being real and open, especially if you're trying to reach the young generation that's used to seeing their favorite people share their lives on social media and be able to instantly engage and interact with them. So I had a great time at New York Media Festival this week and the Digital Music Forum. Thanks again to Karen Allen for curating the panel and and keeping everything running. We'll actually be talking about this topic from a similar approach next week for my panel at Mondo NYC. I'll be talking about how to grow your fan bases with the help of your existing fans. So we'll pick this up next week, but thanks again for listening to Brand Matters Podcast. This is Josh Ong, your host, and this episode has been produced by Sebastian Neal. Thank you.